Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Afiyong Jones, better known as Mighty O0221. And, and I'm Chell. Um, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? All right, we're coming to you on another night. Uh, we want to give our thoughts and reactions to The Mandalorian. Um, they said they put Star Wars on its back. <laughs> Two. Two good seasons, two pretty decent ones. Uh, we want to give our reactions to the finale. And uh, second topic, we just want to um, do a brief discussion of um, these women being taken care of and working from home. <laughs> or, you know, that type of situation. But first, we want to get into um, our new favorite Star Wars character, Baby Yoda. Uh, then, Jordan, we want to talk about The Mandalorian and our um, thoughts on the series in the last episode. And I'm going to let you go first. Um, well, I mean, I uh, just like recapping the whole series. I, the whole series has been like a, a roller coaster, you know, for me of mixed emotions. Um, I mean, from the, the very start, um, I would say in this episode, I don't know if anybody has seen it. I don't know if um, there are those that are still got it on record or whatnot. So uh, spoiler alert! I you will be spoiled because we're going to talk about this. Sorry. I, I I won't I won't try to talk about everything, but um, one thing that I really really enjoyed about this episode was. The fact that, um, I mean, one of my favorite uh, people in, in this series is uh, Boba Fett. I, I, I mean, he's just, he's just cold. He is just cold. And, um, but so it kicks off, it, the, basically when it, when it starts off, it's picking up on how, you know, they stole my little baby. You know, I call it my baby. They stole my little baby, the little, the dark, um, the dark troopers, dark troopers. So basically, you know, the Mandalorian is like, look, I got to get them back. So, um, you know, he ends up, uh, uh, going, hooking up with, uh, who was it? Um, that would be Bogotan. Bogotan. There we go. And so they ended up reconnecting and, Basically, they're like, okay, look, we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're gonna recapture him. But Bogotan had her own little, her own little side uh, mission, so to speak, without getting too far into it. So, what I enjoyed, my my favorite part of all of this, was when them black troopers <laughs> that were suiting up and about to come. And literally fight with the Mandalorian. Only one of them got out <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and but just to see the the power in which they, I mean, they could take they could take fire, they could take anything. It was like nothing. But um, I just really liked them. I don't know. I, I kind of in a way I kind of wanted them to be in the in it a little longer, uh, especially at the end part when they, yeah, when, when something occurred. But um, I, that was one of my favorite fight scenes is seeing um, the Mandalorian and the um, Dark Trooper, Dark Trooper uh, fighting. Another scene that I really, really liked 
uh, was when at the the very very end when so the dark troopers are trying to get into the bridge where they are and they're all in there and they're like okay okay look <laughs> they're gonna break through this door y'all so when they break through this door we everybody. we gotta be ready and, and, and <laughs> so they're all trying to suit up and, and wait in anticipation and then all of a sudden all of a sudden someone shows up so I'm not trying to spoil yet for y'all because I really don't want to do that. Hey, we we warned the people five minutes ago that we were spoiling. So if you if you have not seen the episode, but when Skywalker showed up, <laughs> too late. I was sorry, but when when he showed up on the first of all, I was sitting there thinking in my mind, okay, wait a minute, is this a Jedi? And the only reason I thought it was a Jedi that was approaching was because. At the moment that that they were like, "Oh, who is this?" You saw uh, little baby Yoda turn his head like, "Hold up!" Like I feel my help coming. I feel my help coming. <laughs> so that was like the end, the fight scene, everything. How he just—he literally walked in there. Them them dark troopers ain't had no chance. They had no chance. So I really, really—that was my the highlight of it all for me. That's why. Well, number one, when I saw the green lightsaber, and I realized that's the same lightsaber that we were watching Luke Skywalker beat down Darth Vader with, and it kind of gave a hint that that was Luke Skywalker, but I was like, I didn't want to really think that they would bring Luke Skywalker back, you know, because, you know, once again, they need to just go ahead and get some other actors to act out these parts, but... That being said, I enjoyed that whole scene, but yeah, seeing the dark troopers, they were, you know, they were built up to be these big bads, and my man was able to beat one of them just barely and get the other ones out the airlock, and then they came back. I was shocked that we didn't get to see more of them, but to see them get their heads sliced and diced off and crushed like a bunch of regular droids. Right. Yeah, see Luke, to see the way that Luke Skywalker rolled up. Now, I would say they left a couple of things hanging in the episode where, you know, Bogatan and my man Din Djarin got an issue with him trying to give her this dark right. saber and her wanting to win in oh, the battle. Oh, see, I won't go try to say anything about that. But, because, you know, my man Moff Gideon... He was on that level where he was like, yeah, you go and take the baby. I really think y'all look good together. I knew he was lying. No, I don't. I'm going to kill you idiot. I knew he was lying. I know he was lying. But then what's worse, when he saw Luke pull up, he tried to kill himself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, but something I didn't really like, what's with the CGI version of Luke Skywalker? Well, I, I said it, hey. I mean, it they just, got it, an was, actor. it was kind of like, huh? They could have got an actor, dude, let an actor And then there's this. a dude, we watched last night, there's a dude out there, the dude that played in, um, um, what was it, uh, Captain America's uh, Winter Soldier? Yeah. He, uh, he looks just like him. He look. I mean, if you put his picture next to Luke Skywalker. He looked just like him. Like, yeah. they could have easily gotten someone to play that, but the that it, that was kind of like, wah, but, wah, but, wah. But, but, but let me explain this new version of Star Wars. 
when two years ago or a year ago when episode nine came out and everybody hated it when uh you you have a whole situation where people the people that were making the clone wars the people that made this series the people that are shooting the ahsoka tano and the bubba fett series right now as we speak they are listening to the fan base they are listening to the people in these forums they are writing stories to make sure that they're keeping these fans happy because they realize something about the Star Wars, the last trilogy they did. In the last trilogy, people were not really liking the situation. They didn't like the way it was written. They felt like it was, it left a lot of, you know, how did Chancellor Palpatine come back? How was he cloning everybody? And then for you to know, it wasn't in the movies. They put it in the video games, Operation Cinder and that other stuff. So, they are listening to their fans about closing these loops, about keeping these stories interesting, um, giving the people what they want. And so I know for a fact that if you see Luke Skywalker again, if they do a series about him or anything, they're going to go ahead and correct what they did at the end of this. But I would just like to say as a whole, the series as a whole, to have a series just focus on the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. Outside of the Jedi, these are the most interesting yeah. bandits. These are the most interesting of all time. And I yeah. think ever since they decided to do a seventh season of Clone Wars, they've been on fire. Oh, ever since you saw Ahsoka Tano Let's not talk about do Clone that whole Wars. situation coming down, when oh, they ended God. that on the way that they ended it. The way it, they ended that was just it was on the highest note. If it, I mean, it was on like a Mar Mariah Carey style high note. Like, I was literally just like, why? Why? So, I need more. So to see that they come <laughs> back with this, and ever since I saw Baby Yoda in his eye, because I really wasn't trying to like the series. Yeah. I was going to hate on this series. Oh, they got a Mandalorian. He ain't no real tough guy. And right. dude could barely fight, whatever. Yeah. And then I see this little Yoda. Oh my goodness, it's Yoda. Then I see him picking the rhino up. Oh my goodness, he's strong. Uh, it's like every week, it's in the way that they had it said, like a spaghetti western, like right. a roving outlaw trying to take care of this little kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you, you, you got invested in this little kid. And yeah, I can say that some of the storylines. Oh and some of these episodes was cheesy as I don't know what. But some episodes were, yeah. But even with that being said, the way that my man kind of learned with dealing with people, the way that you see these bad guys get shot in the face, especially oh, that one Imperial officer at the beginning mm -hmm. of the episode when they jacked the shuttle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we lost two million part. people on that basis, but it's a small amount to pray to wipe y'all terrorists from the galaxy in. My girl looked him straight in the face and shot him. Blam! Right. He was like, what you gonna do? She was like, he was, she was like, He said he was there when they destroyed your two. planet. Two? She was not finna play with Say him. Say something up. Three? Bam. <laughs> but, I mean, but yeah, I, I, this, I, I gotta say, we watched it, what, twice? Yeah. Um, yeah, because the first time just wasn't enough. <laughs> but, but no, we watched it with the kids the second time. But it was still like, it was good enough to watch twice. But 
I was, yeah, there was some letdown. But then there's also, like, this whole other series that you know is, you know, oh, I don't know if y'all said. watched to the very end, and maybe I'm spoiling the spoiler, or uh, whatever you want to call it, but, like, uh, even, what, what the, what's it called? Book the of, Book of Boba Book, Fett. Book of Boba Fett coming out yeah. at December 2021. So even that is, like, uh, I, I have to say it, Disney is, is, is taking this to a whole nother level. You got, you know, you got that coming out in December. You got uh, Ahsoka hers coming out, I think, in March yeah. or so. And and then even that, I'm excited to see about that because, you know, she ended the the episode she was in with, you know, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? <laughs> you know, where is he? Which literally makes you think, okay, you know what? Yeah, that's what it's going to be and about. She's going to be... Maybe he's still around. And maybe they're looking for Ezra maybe. from Rebels. Exactly. You know? So, uh, it, it it's just sparked so many different things. But then also, uh, they got Bad Batch coming out. Man, I, I hate to say this, but out of all the new shows they got coming out, Bad Batch is the one I'm more focused and interested in. Mm. To see how these guys handled Order 66. To, to, to see that they preluded that situation in the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I think I'm interested in about all of them. Because, you know, in Rebels, we don't know what happened with them. And, it didn't say that it, what happened. So And, and I'm going to be real with my take on Star Wars Rebels. It's hard for me to give that show the respect it really need or deserve. Because it, for, for three seasons, it was... You, outside of two episodes, it was such a kid show. Yeah. You know, it's a, oh, you need to be a good person, and I need to watch out for family and have their back, and this is a cheesy robot doing stuff. But then, <laughs> to have that last episode where my man basically sacrificed himself to save this whole planet, right. and that he still may be alive out here, mm-hmm. and that Ahsoka and Sabine are still looking for him, it's kind of like, okay, it set some stuff up. It just had so many episodes where it was just filler, 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 filler. Right. But right. then, you know, having this, having a Mandalorian where they ain't have time to give you so much filler. They have time to do this. Right, right. So you then, know, we are the world so type then what episode. You, so then what you feel about Obi-Wan? That one coming out. What is it? Now, the, now my man Obi-Wan and... I know that they're gonna have Darth Vader gonna be a, a key a key situation in this episode, in the show, and it's weird just talking about Star Wars because we're just talking about the gap between the end of Episode Three and right. the start of Episode Four, right. Right. and it's like what my man Obi Wan was doing trying to help protect Luke Skywalker. Which you saw a piece of that in the Rebel series uh-huh. yeah. where Darth Maul came looking for him and got Ooh. served up pretty hard. He was like, oh, it should have been a bigger fight. No, it didn't. Darth Maul was off his game. Obi-Wan was like, I've been waiting on you. <laughs> and Darth Maul was like that love to hate. I had that love to hate relationship. He walk in and it was just like. <gasps> Not <I> him. Just... <laughs> right. But it was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like. 
don't know why I felt that way. But I don't know, like the the, the next season that we're we're going into with a lot of the shows that are about to come out, I'm really, really excited. Like I haven't been more excited about series coming out. I mean, I have been excited about a couple, but nothing not enough the Star Wars. <laughs> but uh it's just exciting. Like uh this show was definitely I mean, this season was really good. I mean, besides maybe one that I didn't really watch the show because it was the one with the spiders. Yeah. And I'm not a spider person, so of course, half of the episodes, these little critters was walking around side. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. So too. I missed half of the episode because I didn't want to see it. But um, this season was good. It was good. Um, definitely a step up from first season. But I also want to say this. Before The Mandalorian, we didn't know if the Star Wars folks could tell a story like this. Can they actually do this and be successful at it? Because once again, they are so used to, they only had movies. They only had the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Can you do a live action show where you, you have something going on? But I'll say this. Some of the stuff that they had in here, it reminded me of Star Trek The Next Generation. It reminded me of, you know, some and of the arts they, that yeah. kind of happened yeah. where Picard was out here doing, you know, doing the archaeological stuff, looking for things and stuff. Right. So right. It's, it was good to see that they, you know, developed this character, this Bonnie Hunter. And, uh, you know, we got to see kind of more about the Mandalorian ethos, you know. People still walking around talking about this is the way, you know. So it's it, it is um to me it's one it, it's a cooler thing to see it uh, take effect to to see the way that they came out in the episode by episode, yeah, and the way that they connected it like they released the episodes one week at a time like they did when they did the Clone Wars uh, when they finished that off, and guess what people were. Hype on every single episode, almost. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the new shows and. Oh wait, quick pause. So, what did you feel about when <clears throat> when Baby Yoda was like, "Yo, take this, take this hat off." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey yo. Take this hat off. Let me let me see what you look like. <laughs> well, to me, it wasn't a big deal anymore because of the episode previous. Where he had to take his helmet off to get the right. location of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that situation, because they called back Operation Cinder, which, like I said, was only on the video game. It was only on Battlefront 2. And a few people that played it <laughs> through the story mode know what it's talking about. But basically, the Empire decided that they were going to destroy a lot of their bases and do a whole bunch of catastrophes. To their own citizens and a lot of people lost their lives and the um criminal they had to hijack to get into the base or whatever he got offended talking with the officer about it to the point where he just started shooting every you know he blew his cover started shooting everybody in the break room Aww. and that's my thing we could talk about how you know they're how the imperials are supposed to be the bad guys and the Empire is supposed to be this big bad. But we have a situation now, politically, where you can sit here and say, they doing some stuff that a lot of people don't agree with. Right. That they doing some stuff that a lot of people could say is 
is wrong, which they can say is evil. All right. You know, we have a lot of stuff going on now where just like they had corruption and stuff going on in the Clone Wars and they look back off the scenes in the Senate, people getting killed. You got politicians being pressured one way or the other and doing things. And, and it appears that they're being controlled by somebody in charge. So right. we can sit here and talk about how Star Wars is it's a galaxy far away, but they're telling stories that are relevant to the very political climate we're living in right now. You know, how oh how could this how could they hurt their own people? How could they destroy their own citizens? The United States government has done that on more than one occasion. Yes, they are. You know, where they've they didn't care about loss of life. They've we have stories where uh, whole communities were injected with syphilis just to see what it would do if it was not treated. We we have neighborhoods in Philadelphia that was bombed even when they weren't rioting and rising up. So you, you have a whole situation, history, history, and Star Wars is drawing a lot of that from the political climate that they saw at the time. So you really is... Because me, I like the story, and that's a good story, but I like the way that the Clone Wars went behind the scenes. Showed the senators being pressured and beaten up. Right. Showed the corruption of the banks and how they were funding this clone army through a lot of these back channels. How Chancellor Palpatine played both sides. Both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and then these imperialists are like, man, they, they want to get back to that. And it's like, Why? You know, you got beat. Y'all can live peacefully ever after. And they're like, no, we still out here up to eat. Right. <laughs> this is what we do, man. Yeah. You can't turn your back on them. <laughs> <laughs> you be thinking you beat them, they come back next year. Two years worth of intel. We know exactly right. what you guys were doing. And we're going to come back even stronger. And they usually do. Yeah, they came back with a Star Destroyer that could blow up a whole planet. They don't need a Death Star no more. Exactly. Death Star, no, we put that on a Star Destroyer. We can just shoot the planet from back over here. Then they had a whole base that they made that could take out a whole system at one time. Uh Push the button, Commander. Push the button. That's why I say sometimes it ain't about we got to blow up a whole world or something to get your attention. Sometimes just the story. Yeah. You know, we just want to get a good story in, man. We ain't got to blow up a whole system or universe yeah. to make something happen. It'd still be fun, though. Thank a, thanks a lot, Thanos. <laughs> thanks a lot, Thanos. Uh, you know, snap. You know, <laughs> let's not get on to Thanos because, you know, I, 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 I think Thanos really had a, a mental disorder. Uh, but I, I'm just thinking what all because he thought he thought what he was doing was a noble thing. All space he, guys got. If you a bad guy, and you in outer space, you got Chancellor Palpatine had a mental disorder. Oh man, Darth Vader had daddy issues. All, all of them. All <laughs> they, of issues. They man. all. They was on one. Was so, so we just gonna we gonna leave that there. But I just want to just say it was nice. Um, and we really enjoyed it. Um, we do want to get into one more topic, and we were listening to um, someone on YouTube, uh, Miss EJ Speaks. We like watching her videos, and I guess someone sent her the question about um, if you're a woman, um, 
and a dude was willing to take care of you as far as like, you know, financially support you, pay the bills, make sure that, you know, the money was not an issue. Would you or would you not, you know, quit your job and stay at home? And uh, I thought it was an interesting topic. Oh, it's interesting. And, you know, Shell Bay over here has some had some uh, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Okay, if I'm if I'm dating someone and they say, you know what, baby, you don't have to you don't have to work. I'm gonna take care of you. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta go to work. You can stay at home. You can lay up all day. Order whatever you want to order. Do whatever you want to do. Blah blah blah. I got you. That's going to be all well and good. But I'm the type of female, and I'm not saying that there aren't many people like me, because there probably are out there. And then there's probably some people that think they're like they're like this. But <laughs> I'm the of the persuasion. I still want to work. I'm not, I don't personally feel that. If I'm given that option to not work, I have to have something occupying my time. And I don't mean negatively. I mean something positive. It could be like a. It can be like a charity thing that I may do, or uh, maybe volunteering. I have to have something that feels like a job, you know, or a side business or a side hustle. I'm that type of person. I can't just not just be like, okay, I'm gonna just lay here and not do anything. No, 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 no. Mentally, mentally, I can't be okay with that. Now, there are some women, you know, that feel, you know, case in point, you got females that are married to NFL and, you know, Sierra, you got Sierra married to Russell Wilson, you got all these people married to um, famous, these famous stars, and if they told them, baby, don't work, you, you know, you see them chilling, you know what I'm saying, or laid back. But then you also see some of them that are not. They're actually working still. They're still going out, doing some type of either charity work or business. So personally, I just feel like it's just not possible. Well, I look at it two ways. And you said the key word in that was marriage. If you dating someone, and I don't care how long you dating someone, uh... Yeah, I wouldn't quit your job if you dating somebody and they say, hey, I'm going to take care of you, move in. Because the issue is, if y'all just boyfriend and girlfriend, this dude can walk out on you or leave you at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. And you ain't got nothing backing you up. And you didn't sit here and quit your job. You basically starting over from scratch, mm-hmm. putting that situation on someone that is not your husband. Mm-hmm. So I would say, no, I wouldn't do it if... Because me being a man, a lot of times I've rotated. Like now, I make a good amount of money. But before, I've been married before and I wasn't and I wasn't the one making the money. So sometimes that situation flips. But when you're married, you're supposed to have each other back. Because I know some people are having to do this not by choice. Where, you know, certain women or certain men, they work in certain industries where... Um, like restaurants, uh, they work in the food industry, things of that nature, where they can't work right now. And even with that being said, it's a whole issue where one of them has to support the household. Yeah. And it's not an issue of, you know, 
who wants to or who doesn't want to. It's the fact that they have to. I think that I like that. I, I like the, the point that you brought out, and that is a major factor is if you're married or if you're not. And I think that part of the reason, I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, we always hear those conversations or those messages on Facebook and Instagram where they're talking about, like, don't be given um, uh, marital... Uh, don't give marital marriage level service level service to a, to a boyfriend to a boyfriend and to a degree it it is true there are some women out here that will they will do the most and go over and above beyond and there's still he hasn't given you a ring he has not he has not told you you are you are the one for me. Like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. He he might be with you, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being in a, a, a long-term relationship or a relationship where the guy is there and he, and he cares, whatever. But the thing is, is like when it's marriage, there's a, there, there's a responsibility that you don't owe in a relationship, in just a casual, and I say casual relationship because if you ain't got a ring, it's casual. I mean, the truth is, I know some people consider, you know, it to be uh, uh, more commitment, but commitment is exactly what it is. I have made a commitment to you. And I mean, some people look at it differently. So, yeah, we on the air, and I'm probably more traditional. And I am, and I have no problem with it, yeah. I'm traditional. I feel like commitment is commitment. So, I think in that regard, if this man has committed himself to you you all are married and something and he tells you hey babe quit your job stay home take care of the kids take care of the house blah blah blah. i got you you know i feel like it should you should it should be easier for you to do it but i still feel like the person i am is still going to be like no i need to still be busy at something you know well i'm on the point of hey that like i said we can get this thing together as a team better than if I was just by myself. The, the issue that you always have is, number one, how much money does this guy make? And the reason why we point out marriage is the reason of, hey, people could say dudes can leave marriages left and right just like a relationship. Mm. But the problem is, it's a lot harder to, 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 to legally get out of a marriage than it would be to get out of a boyfriend and girlfriend situation. Right. I know there are some boyfriend girlfriends that have bought houses together, got cars together, and yeah. they go to court to try to see who gets what. Yeah. But that's not the situation when it's a marriage and there's kids and there's a family type of situation. Right. And even with that being said, as a man, you always want to be the provider. You always want to be the one to go out and make this thing happen and stuff like that but sometimes even being a man you have to understand that there's only so much that i could do by myself which is the reason the bible says god made woman you know we we need to do this together right. not just me out here doing this 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 and trying to you know there are so many people who, as a help it, it helped me Right, well, not just help me, we help each other. But but that's what I'm that's saying. But I don't, but I, that's the same thing. Like this this woman, it has been designed and made for you to also be that other that other what right hand that other 
When right. you don't have, they have. When you need, they they have, or vice versa. But you both are contributing to to this. It's not like a this is this is what's yours. This is what's mine. Right. No, it's a this is what's ours. Right. You and know. The and the main thing that you need to have is just you know when you sit down and and I know it's mostly for women because I know some dudes that are not working right now playing Xbox and the woman's out here making things go down. But um. The main thing is just to make sure you have that honest conversation with each other when, you know, that situation comes up. Because once again, we living in an age where a lot of people, two incomes ain't making ends meet right now. Yeah. That people working two or three jobs and they still ain't catching up with bills and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my whole point of just saying that. I know... It seems like a passe subject for right now, but a lot of women are going through this for their relationships. And, you know, that's being offered to them, but you don't know the motive behind a dude doing that because if a dude offering to keep you at home where you don't have to work, then is he trying to control you? Is he trying to stop you from going out and doing you, you know? Because eventually he's going to be like, well, this is my money and... Uh, you got to come to him to get money. You got to come to him to ask him for this or that. And the issue is that I know every man is different, but me being around dudes that have done that and me being a man that's done that, you know, sometimes that gives you an error of control over somebody when they got to come to you for everything. Right. <laughs> you know, so. I can tell you, I haven't been through that. And that's not a good, I mean, it, it sucks because it's like, you know, you know that, okay, if you, shoot, you want to buy a stick of gum, can I, can I have a, a dollar? Can I get the card? Can I, can I get your card? What you need it for? Uh, I want to get some <laughs> gum. How much is it? It's, it's a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What you going to do for Let me know if we go over. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff, like, you know, you... I, Trust me, like nobody wants to be in that type of relationship where it's like you're you're doing. And I think that's the thing. And then a lot of women, I don't know, I don't know if I'm the only one, but a lot of us grew up with that mother or that grandmother always saying to you, always keep yourself a bank somewhere. You know, always have something, something to the side, something saved to the side, because you just, you just never know when you're gonna need it. You know, and so for me, my mindset has always been, okay, yeah, if he ever did say, okay, I don't want you to work. Oh, something's going to generate some money. It's going to be some money coming in here some kind of way, you know, from my hand. So I don't know. Never let the left hand know what the right hand has. Right. And then you see it in so many movies, like where there was one movie called Jumping the Broom. And in the movie, the husband, businessman, Wife at home, didn't work, and he got, I guess, gambled or something all their money away. Mm-hmm. He was so afraid to tell her when he finally told her, she was like, she was like, oh. she's like, I thought you was cheating on me. You know, and he was like, huh? And she's like, I, she's like, well, as long as, it, you know, I I got something. You know, I done put some, so he's panicking, and, you know, it turns out this woman done put some money up. And it was a substantial amount of money over time that he never even knew she was putting up. You know, so my thing is, is like, that is the type of 
I'm not saying the situation they were in, but I'm saying that's the type of mindset that women, that I feel women should really try to take on is, you know, make sure you do. Put some stuff up because you never know. There are times even now, like, we'll be at home and something will go down where money has to be moved somewhere else. And then he'll, you know, he'll say to me, yeah, I, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'll be like, yo, you remember that money you gave me like weeks ago? I oh, yeah. still got it. You know what I'm saying? And it always, like, it'll come through right in the time when you need it. So it's like, I think that's a, a good way to be, you know. And then shout out to a lot of women who, like I said, or, you know, all they known is just hustling and putting their own money up and right, working for right. themselves, you know. Because sometimes, you know, when you do that, it's hard to listen to somebody or be around a dude that's like, I got you. So, you know, just shout out to all these other people making their way. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I do want to, um, really quickly, I got um, just one big shout out I want to give. Rest in peace to my Uncle Richard Jones Jr. Um, I just, you know, keep your prayers up for my family. I know we lost, we lost a member of our um He's one of the youngest in the seven siblings, you know, him uh, between my mom and, you know, my uncle Anthony, Aunt Esther, our friend, my aunt Nisi and our Peggy. Um, he was the one that kind of grew up, got us, got me and my cousin in the boxing, showed us kind of how to fight. He was always having us work a double jab or a right cross. <laughs> uh, so something like that. But it was just at a point where he, you know, it got me so into boxing the word when I was um, got out of high school and stuff I actually started boxing um, also my uncle really was big on he was really big really good singer he was really strong in music he would kind of watch us come up in the choirs we was coming up kind of like you know does the kind of same music that I kind of play now and he was one of the better cooks that we had in the family man I mean whenever he catered something you know I would want to be there, and I'm 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 kind of remiss because, you know, we haven't really been able to spend time with family, and we really couldn't really sit down over Thanksgiving, and before we can get to Christmas, we lost them. So my shout out to um, my whole family, especially my um, uh, cousin Tierra, uh, her family, cousin Candace, Whitney, Richard, um, all of his kids, man. I'm. My, my heart goes out to you guys, and I'm here if you ever need me. And, you know, it's going to be a tough task laying him to rest, but, you know, we, we're going to do everything that we can to just be there for family. Um, definitely keeping you all in our prayers. Um, and then also, shout out to, you know, a lot of the people I just saw in the news. A lot of people are worried about the stimulus and the... the uh, small amount that's being sent out to people and people are really going through. So just a shout out to those of you all that are going through. You're not alone. We're all going through our own little mini storms. Keep your head up. Stay focused. It'll be all right. We got people praying for you. We're going to get corner. through this. We're going to get through this. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, with that, we just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for all the new listeners that are chiming in. And welcome, welcome. Uh, if you have any questions or any uh, topics that you want us to discuss, uh, please send them to us. We're gathering a few for our new YouTube channel. Um, you can follow 
follow follow you on Instagram. Yeah, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, of course, at Mighty O Zero Two Two One. And or you can follow me on Instagram at Shells of Me, and that is C H E L L E Z underscore of underscore me. And this has been another episode of the Jones on the Ground Pod, and you have a great night.